Hello, Nazareth community. My name is Genevieve Fontana, and I am the undergraduate student assistant on the alumni engagement team, host of the Flyers in Focus podcast, and freshman music therapy student. I'd like to welcome you to our first ever episode of Flyers in Focus, a monthly podcast where we have a conversation with Nazareth alums about their time at Naz and what they're up to today. Our guest today is Gabrielle Rockwell, a graduate from the class of 2017 with a bachelor's degree in international studies and Italian. From her majors, you would think that Gabby would be a teacher or living the life in Italy working for a multinational corporation. But instead, Gabby is working for a cause near and dear to her heart, working for two nonprofit organizations, Firefighter Aid and the San Diego 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb. Let's hear how Gabby's path led her to her life's work and how her time at NAS helped her get there. Enjoy. Hello, Nazareth community. My name is Genevieve Fontana, and today I will be interviewing Gabrielle Rockwell, alum from the class of 2017. Thank you so much, Gabby, for speaking with me today. Thank you, Genevieve, for having me today. So our first question is, where do you work and what are the main responsibilities of your position? I work for a nonprofit in San Diego called Firefighter Aid. We assist firefighters in all of San Diego County during their time of need. When we are in, when we're in trouble and we need assistance, we call our firefighters. But when our firefighters need assistance and they need an extra hand for themselves or their family members, you know, they didn't really have very many people to turn to. So that's why firefighter aid came to be. We help them through, right now we're facing COVID. So we help them through COVID diagnoses as they're isolated or quarantined. We provide them with some meal delivery since they can't go out and go grocery shopping. We provide them with a comfort bag, which we provide any firefighter in their time of need, whether it is, you know, isolating at home because of COVID, having to go through cancer treatments in the hospital, um, or, you know, you don't know what's going on. With, so we try to make sure that there are things there for them to make sure that they feel comfortable taking care of when they're in their time of need. Amazing. The next question is, how did you become interested in this field? Uh, everybody knows a firefighter. You know, you might not know, you know, your parent might not be a firefighter, but maybe your friend's parent or a friend of a friend of a friend is a firefighter. When I was growing up in a small town in New York, pretty much everybody was in the fire department around our neighborhood. I had my Girl Scout meetings in the fire station on the second floor in their gym. You know, we would go to the barbecues for Mother's Day weekend, um, holiday parades, you name it, the fire station was involved. And so for me, it was kind of the community go-to and being around that made me feel comfortable and at home. And so while I'm not living in upstate New York now, I found a home here with my firefighter family in San Diego. Awesome. What was your area of study at Nazareth College and how do you connect your major with your current job position? So I studied Italian and international studies. Um, doesn't sound like it automatically goes together, but I knew for me what I didn't want to do. Um, I had gotten more than a minor in Italian during high school and middle school, and I didn't want to teach. You know, it just wasn't my thing. And so I tried to figure out, you know, what complements Italian? Well, international studies. 
So during international studies, I worked with the Center for Life's Work to get some internships. I got an internship on my own with the Italian nonprofit National Italian American Foundation, being a liaison for the upstate New York area for college students who are interested or are currently studying Italian American culture or language. From there, I realized, man, I really, really like doing this nonprofit thing. So I went with the Center for Life's Work and we found the United Nations Association of Rochester. Ironically, I was in a semi-teaching position there um, because of my language skills, but I realized that championing for people who need assistance when either they don't know the language or they're busy doing something else. Like right now our firefighters are a little busy, so they don't necessarily have the time or the ability to focus solely on, you know, asking for assistance for their fire family. I realized, you know, that's where nonprofits can come in. We can be that extra helping hand. And that was something that I loved you know, being able to be part of a community, being able to assist that community and being able to do just good things around. Yeah. So what skills have you gained from your education at Nazareth that has prepared you for your current role? Well, I'll start with Italian. Uh, since I pretty much lived in the Casa Italiana, um, even though you can't live there, I was there for work. I was there for classes. I was there all the time. Um, so I re- learned how to read a room Picking up social and verbal cues pretty quickly, which is very important, you know, regardless of the language. And the importance of culture and community, which I keep with myself every day, all day, um, here in California, back in New York, you know, wherever I am. And just knowing that I can use those cues and that ability to read a room and appreciation of new cultures and communities to foster community, foster stronger communities. And I got to thank Dr. Vidi for all of that. With international relations, I learned nonprofit guidelines, efficacy of goodwill and donations to create positive change in the world. Uh, I had my first internship as a nonprofit in a nonprofit, so I mean that's pretty good skill to learn. And then, so what do you like most about your job position? Oh, that's a great question. I think every day I'm doing something completely different. Um, so you know, you're never kind of in a rut where some people might find that really boring. You know, I. It'll never happen here. (laughs) I can promise you that. There's always something, especially when you're helping firefighters. You know, their job is changing day to day with COVID, with the firefighting techniques constantly changing, the types of fire, the intensity of all of our wildfires here in California. You know, over the last few years, they've gotten more often and to bigger impacts and in brand new places that they weren't seeing them before. So for me, I'm not necessarily fighting fires, you know, I'll let that go to the professionals, but I'm ready to help those who need it while those, you know, crazy things happen. I'm here to put out our own fires and help them with their fires. But, you know, I can't tell you what I'm doing tomorrow, can't tell you what I'm doing today, um, but I can tell you that we're always trying to do good things. And, you know, as things pop up, we adapt them and we make sure that we assist those in need, especially for families. Definitely. It keeps your job interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. So you kind of answered this a little bit, but what is a typical day or week like for you on the job? So we don't necessarily have a week formula here at Firefighter Aid, just like I said, with all the changing and adapting. We have kind of two seasons, if you will. 
We have our largest fundraiser is our San Diego 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb that brings about 1,300 climbers into one stairwell where they climb 110 flights of stairs, which is the same height as the World Trade Center. So you have civilian and firefighters in full uniform. You know, you got the turnouts, the jacket, the pants, the air tanks on the back, their breather on their face, um, going up the stairs all together. It gets hot, it gets sweaty, uh, it's kind of gross. <laughs> we joke about you get sweaty, gross high fives on the top floor when you finished your climb. But then we have anywhere between 5,000 and 8,000 people on the ground um, to celebrate and honor the fallen first responders of September 11th. And then also to thank and celebrate and honor our current first responders who are you know, on the front lines doing what they have to do to keep our community safe and thanking them for all of that. So that happens in September. And so basically the six to nine months before that is all prep. After that, it's kind of a wrap up and more focusing on cancer. Um, January is Firefighter Cancer Awareness Month. And that is where we spend time making sure that we educate and promote the importance of getting yourself checked, especially as a firefighter. You know, you are exposed to so many toxins, so many carcinogens, just in your line of duty, that's that's what your job is, unfortunately, that comes with certain risks. And so we try to educate people for free nationwide with our cancer awareness and prevention program. We call it CAP for short, make it a little easier. Um, but we try to share that with fire stations across the entire country. So somebody in Rochester could see it um, and use those resources and help their station to mitigate risks of, you know, coming back from a fire and not washing your neck. You know, you have a hood that covers pretty much everything except for like right here. Yeah. Um, it covers your neck, but still it's a piece of fabric. There are holes in fabric. Carcinogens are teeny tiny little particles that can get through that. And if you don't wipe down your neck, you could easily develop throat cancer. Um, you know, and countless other types of cancer. So we really do focus on our off season from our events on keeping everybody safe, you know, axing cancer as we like to call it. So for our biggest thing is making sure we protect our firefighters now and in the future so that, you know, if you are diagnosed with cancer right now, we are here to help you right now, but we want to prevent that in the future. So we are here to also spread that education along with it. Yeah. What is your most proud moment on the job? Ooh. Um, just recently, early last year, we had a cadet that is a firefighter in training whose daughter was 11 years old and got very, very sick all of a sudden. You know, she is crazy healthy, a soccer player, runs long distance, you know, weightless with her dad, just loves to be outside and you know, puts most grown adults to shame with her physical ability. <laughs> Uh, she, they were at a movie theater and she just got very, very sick, you know, throwing up and it was very unlike her. They actually left the movie, um, you know, fast forward a little bit later, she wound up having a rare disease that attacked her kidneys and she needed a kidney transplant. And at such a young age, getting it, you know, getting on a list for a kidney is already difficult. You know, getting a kidney to transplant is already difficult. So her dad, who is going through fire training to become a full-fledged firefighter, um, you know, went and got tested to see if he was the match. He wound up being a match for his daughter. Wow. Found out one day, the next day, found out he passed to become a firefighter. 
So during all of that, you know, taking care of his daughter and trying to find out if he was a match, he became a firefighter at the same time. Um, And good news is, fast forward a little bit farther, they are both super healthy. The kidney transplant went amazingly. She'll still need another kidney transplant in the future a long way away, but that means that she has time to find a match. Uh, Her dad is doing well as well. So they're both really well, and they were supposed to be in the hospital for at least a week, you know, they were there for three days. Um, they recovered so quickly and she's already running and playing soccer and weightlifting like nothing happened. And I think for me, just being able to help them fundraise to be able to cover their medical bills, um, being able to provide them comfort, care, and just a direction of like, where do I go next? Who do I turn to? It's scary. And you're going through fire service, so you're already busy. You're already so spread so thin, and then your kid gets really, really sick, and you have to stop that focus and focus on your daughter. You know, being able to support them in that difficult time is honestly one of the most incredible things that we get to do at work. And it's not just with this family; we've done it for a lot of families, and we'll continue to do that. And for me, you know, I would want someone to do that for my family if I needed it. So I'm glad that I'm able to be there for somebody else's family in their time of need. So great. So our last question is, what advice would you give to a current current student of Nazareth College? Oh, probably that it's okay. It's okay not to know what you want to do. It's totally okay. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, I knew what I didn't want to do. And sometimes that's the important part. So knowing I really don't want to go down this route, you know, route A, that's okay. You know, let's try route B. Let's try route C, D, E, F. Go down all the alphabet and, you know what, start doubling the letters if you have to. And (laughs) that's the great thing about Center for Life's work, you know, connecting with alumni on Flyer Connect, just, you know, reaching out, getting an idea of, okay, well, what do you like about your job? What's your favorite part? Well, you know, I kind of like that. I I could get down with that one. Um, and finding a way, picking the pieces that you like the most, you know, working through time, you'll see through many internships, through some jobs that maybe you didn't like the hundred percent, you'll find the things that you do love and you'll be able to start connecting them together to make a job that you do love. Um, a hundred percent, you know, like I said, I didn't like teaching, but I wound up working in an internship for a nonprofit who assisted with teaching non-English native speakers. Wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but I realized through that, I love nonprofits. And here I am, loving nonprofits, loving what I'm doing, and finding a way to make that community nonprofit and, you know, just giving back and making sure everybody's well taken care of, all wrapped up into one. And, you know, it takes time. So you don't have to have an answer right away. It's okay. No one does. (laughs) That's so great. So again, I want to remind you all that you can connect with Gabby on Flyer Connect with any questions that you have that you didn't answer today. And thank you again, Gabby, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. A true inspiration. So thank you so much. Thank you, Genevieve. I'm glad we could give back to dance together. This has truly been inspirational. Thank you again to Gabby Rockwell, our first ever guest in this podcast, for sharing her story and for continuing to represent Nazareth all the way on the West Coast. 
Be sure to check out our Instagram at NazAlumni for pictures that Gabby shared with us and to learn more about the organization she works for. You can also watch our conversation with Gabby on the Nazareth YouTube channel. We thank you all for listening. Remember, you can contact Gabby on Flyer Connect if you have any additional questions or if fellow alums would like to reconnect. Tune in next month for our next episode of Flyers in Focus. I'm your host, Genevieve Fontana, and remember, every day is a good day to be a Golden Flyer. Thank you for listening.